Welcome to Storytime with Shining Nathan. This is a comfy space for you to be able to sit down, relax, and enjoy a story told to you by your gay auntie. If you haven't yet, please feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Shining underscore Nathan. And we are a subscription-based model, so if you like what you hear, please go to patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan. Now grab yourself a snack, something to drink, and get all cuddled up for some fantastic tales. Hello lovers, this is your gay auntie and we are officially into the holiday season and of course I'm always excited to read for y'all here on Storytime and so I have some delightful treats scheduled for you for the rest of the holiday season through November to December. Now, as always we know during these winter seasons that there are many beautiful holidays that exist to celebrate several different religious traditions as well as non-religious. And so I'm gonna do my best to read several different stories from as many different traditions as I can. Right now I'm getting um, permission to read from a website that is for Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And so I'm hoping to hear back to receive that permission. Right now we're gonna enjoy a wonderful winter story, not really denominationally existing within any religion, and as always, I'm so glad you're here. If you found me from TikTok, I'm glad you followed me here. But if you found me organically, welcome. This is a comfort space for you to be able to sit down, relax, and enjoy a wonderful story time. Now, let's get into this beautiful tale by Hans Christian Andersen called The Snowman Short Story. <laughs> it is so delightfully cold, said the snowman that it makes my whole body crackle. This is just the kind of wind to blow life into one. How that great red thing up there is staring at me. He meant the sun, who was just setting. It shall not make me wink. I shall manage to keep the pieces. He had two triangular pieces of tile in his head instead of eyes. His mouth was made of an old broken rake and, of course, furnished with teeth. He had been brought into existence amidst the joyous shouts of boys, the jingling of sleigh bells, and the slashing of whips. The sun went down and the full moon rose, large, round, and clear, shining in the deep blue. There it comes again from the other side, said the snowman, who supposed the sun was showing himself once more. Ah, I have cured him of staring, though now he may hang up there and shine, that I may see myself. If I only knew how to manage to move away from this place, I should so like to move, if I could. I would slide along yonder on the ice, as I have seen the boys do, but I don't understand how. I don't even know how to run. Away! Away! barked the old yard dog. He was quite hoarse and could not pronounce bow-wow properly. He had once been an indoor dog and lay by the fire, and he had been hoarse ever since. The sun will make you run away some day. I saw him last winter make your predecessor run, and his predecessor before him. Away, away, they all have to go. I don't understand you, said the snowman. Is that thing up yonder to teach me to run? 
I saw it running itself a little while ago, now has come creeping from the other side. You know nothing at all, replied the yard dog. But then you've only been lately been patched up. What you see yonder is the moon, and the one before it was the sun. It will come again tomorrow, and most likely teach you to run down to the ditch by the well, for I think the weather is going to change. I can feel such pricks and stabs in my left leg. I'm sure there's going to be a change. Mm, I don't understand him, said the snowman to himself, but I have a feeling that he is talking of something very disagreeable. The one who stared so just now and whom he calls the sun is not my friend. I can feel that, too. Away! Away! barked the yard dog, and then he turned round three times and crept into his kennel to sleep. There was really a change in the weather. Towards morning, a thick fog covered the whole country round, and king wind rose so that the cold seemed to freeze one's bones. But when the sun rose, the sight was splendid. Trees and bushes were covered with hoar-frost and looked like a forest of white coral, while on every twig glittered frozen dewdrops. The many delicate forms concealed in winter by luxuriant foliage were now clearly defined and looked like glittering lacework. From every twig glistened a white radiance. <laughs> The birch, waving in the wind, looked full of life, like trees in summer, and its appearance was wondrously beautiful. And where the sun shone, how everything glittered and sparkled as if diamond dust had been strewn about, while the snowy carpet of the earth appeared as if covered with diamonds, from which countless lights gleamed whiter than the snow itself. This is really beautiful, said a young girl who had come into the garden with a young man, and they both stood still near the snowman and contemplated the glittering scene. Summer cannot show a more beautiful sight, she exclaimed while her eyes sparkled. And we can't have such a fellow as this in the summertime, replied the young man, pointing to the snowman. He is capital. The girl laughed and nodded at the snowman and then tripped away over the snow with her friend. The snow creaked and crackled beneath their feet as if she had been treading on starch. Who are those two? asked the snowman of the yard dog. You have been here longer than I have. Do you know them? Of course I know them, replied the yard dog. She has stroked my back many times and he has given me a bone of meat. I never bite, those do. But what are they? asked the snowman. They are lovers, he replied. They will go and live in the same kennel by and by and gnaw the same bone. Away, away. Are they the same kinds of beings as you and I? asked the snowman. Well, they belong to the same master, retorted the yard dog. Certainly people who were only born yesterday know very little. I can see that in you. I have age and experience. I know everyone here in the house. I know there was once a time when I did not lie out here in the cold fastened to a chain. 
the cold is delightful, said the snowman. But do tell me, tell me, only you must not clank your chain so if it jaws, so it jaws me through all what you do that. Away, away, barked the odd dog. I'll tell you. They said I was a pretty little fellow once. Then I used to lie in a velvet-covered chair up at the master's house and sit in the mistress's lap. They used to kiss my nose and wipe my paws with an embroidered handkerchief, and I was called Ami, dear Ami, sweet Ami. But after a while I grew too big for them, and they sent me away to the housekeeper's room. So I came to live on the lower story of the house. You can look into the room from where you stand and see where I was master once, for I was indeed master to the housekeeper. It was certainly a smaller room than those upstairs, but I was more comfortable, for I was not being continually taken hold of and pulled about by the children as I had been. I received quite as good food, or even better. I had my own cushion, and there was a stove. It is the finest thing in the world at this season of the year. I used to go under the stove and lie down quietly beneath it. Ah, I still dream of that stove. Does the stove look beautiful? asked the snowman. Is it like me? It is just the reverse of you, said the dog. It is a black as a crow and has a long neck and brass knob. It eats firewood so that the fire spurred out of its mouth. We should keep on one side or under it to be comfortable. You can see it through the window from where you stand. Then the snowman looked and saw a bright polished thing with a brazen knob and fire gleaming from the lower part of it. The snowman felt quite a strange sensation come over him. It was very odd. He knew not what it meant, and he could not account for it. But there are people who are not men of snow who understand what it is. And why did you leave her? asked the snowman, for it seemed to him that the snow must be female. How could you give up such a comfortable place? Mm, I was obliged, replied the yard dog. They turned me out of doors and chained me up here. I had bitten the youngest of my master's son in the leg because he kicked away my bone I was gnawing. Bone for bone, I thought. But they were so angry, and from that time I've been fastened with a chain and lost my bone. Don't you hear how hoarse I am? Away! Away! <laughs> I can't talk more like other dogs. <sighs> well, that is the end of it all. But the snowman was no longer listening. He was looking in the housekeeper's room on the lower story, where the stove stood on its four iron legs, looking about the same size as the snowman himself. What a strange crackling I feel within me, he said. Should I ever get in there? It is an innocent wish, and an innocent wishes are sure to be fulfilled. I must go in there and lean against her, even if I have to break the window. You must never go in there, said the yard dog, for if you approach the snow stove, you will melt away, away. I might as well go, said the snowman, for I think I'm breaking up as it is.
During the whole day, the snowman lo- stood looking in through the window, and in the twilight hour, the room became still more inviting. For from the stove came a gentle glow, not like the sun or the moon, no, only the bright light which gleams from a stove when it has come, been well fed. When the door of the stove was opened, the flame darted out of its mouth. This is customary with all stoves. The light of the flames fell directly on the face and breast of the snowman with a ruddy gleam. Well, I can endure it no longer, said he. How beautiful it looks when it stretches out its tongue. The night was long, but did not appear so to the snowman who stood there enjoying his own reflections and crackling with the cold. In the morning, the window panes of the housekeeper's room were covered with ice. They were the most beautiful ice flowers any snowman could desire, but they concealed the stove. These window panes would not thaw, and he could not see nothing of the stove, which he pictured to himself as if it had been a lovely human being. The snow crackled, and the wind whistled around him. It was just the kind of frosty weather a snowman might thoroughly enjoy, but he did not enjoy it. How indeed could he enjoy anything when he was stove sick? <laughs> There is a terrible disease for a snowman, said the yard dog. I have suffered from it myself, but I got over it. Away, away, he barked, and then he added, oh, The weather is going to change. And the weather did change. It began to thaw. As the warmth increased, the snowman decreased. He said nothing and made no complaint which is a sure sign. One morning he broke and sucked down altogether, and behold, where he stood, something like a broomstick remained sticking up in the ground. It was the pole round which the boys had built him up. Ah, now I understand why he had such a great longing for the stove, said the yard dog. Why, there's the shovel that is used for cleaning out the stove, fastened to the pole. The snowman had a stove scraper in his body. That was what moved him so. But it is all over now. Away, away. And soon the winter passed. Away, away, barked the horse yard dog. But the girls in the house sang, and nobody thought any more of the snowman until the next holiday. I hope you enjoyed this telling of Hans Christian Andersen's story, The Snowman. If you enjoy my content, please feel free to become a patron on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash shining Nathan. As always, I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you're enjoying this holiday season, whichever holiday you enjoy celebrating. So please, be safe, drink your water, and be merry. I love you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you did, remember to subscribe, and feel free to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to support this channel and your gay auntie, go to patreon.com forward slash shining Nathan.
If you have any suggestions on pieces we can read, feel free to email us at yourgayauntie at gmail.com. Remember, you are loved, you are fully valid, and we're so happy you're here. You take care of yourself.